Good morning, buckaroos. We're here for another podcast of Sharpening Your Sword with the lovely and talented Pastor Mike Collins. Oh, wow. And I'm his sidekick, Mark. Kind of a pinky to his brain. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I think we could have just been all right with, here's Mikey, but that's, you know, anyway. <laughs> We're having a little bit more fun this morning than usual. All right, I hope that's so. good. That's good. All right. Well, good morning. Good morning. It's good to. Uh, sorry, this is uh, going up a little later than usual. Uh, normally, we shoot for this to be up on Wednesday, but uh, it's going up a little later this week because I was battling a little bit of a head cold earlier this week. So, but all good. All good. So I'm I'm healthy. You don't have to worry. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to kiss you. So. Anyway. Oh well. <laughs> tune in next, next time. No, don't tune in for that. We're joking. We're joking. All right. So what do we got on the agenda for today? Oh, I don't know. Uh, what was our first question? We had uh, two or three questions. Oh, that's from, right. Uh, okay. So a couple of the questions we had for this week, and and uh, the the first one is, and I know you've done some research on this, is related to out of uh, Exodus with uh, the Pharaoh. Which many of you, maybe, if you're reading through your Bible in a year, you might be in Exodus. Right, and and I'm loving these questions that we're getting from folks that uh, as you're engaging the word deeper this year, which is what the sharpening your sword is, uh, I love it that you're throwing questions back to to us to, to help understand. And this one came out of that, is this idea of hard, that Pharaoh's heart was hardened. What does, you know, does that mean that, that God didn't allow him to make the right choice? Or what is, you know, what does that mean? And, and so that's the question that was thrown to us. And, mm-hmm. and so I know you did some, some good research on that. And, and uh, help us to explain that. Well, we see that phrase in, in one of various forms throughout the Bible, 14 times at least, maybe a 15th time where it seems to suggest that God hardened someone's heart. And nine of those have to do with Pharaoh himself. So he's the best example to look at. Now, in the case of Pharaoh, we have to remember that God was not turning a good guy bad. Right. Pharaoh was already a bad guy. Rather, uh, he, he was a bad guy that God allowed to follow his evil desires. And that's one of those themes that, that we see throughout the Bible is that there are times when God will simply say, all right, if you want to sin, go ahead and sin. I'm not going to stop you. Now, in this instance, God used Pharaoh, a bad guy, to bring about the deliverance of his people, the, the Hebrews who were slaves in Egypt at the time. And in the process, we see it, we, it's a process we see repeated in the New Testament because God uses other bad guys, bad actors, Judas, the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin, Pontius Pilate, to bring about the crucifixion of Jesus. His death had to happen for the doorway to salvation to be opened. But God didn't cause good people to turn bad. He doesn't cause people to sin. He doesn't, you know, go is, in and tinker. He is holy, right? And, mm-hmm. and he, he, there is nothing in him that is sinful or mm-hmm. in causing sin. Right, right. Sin right. is a is out of our free will choices. It's born out of self, 
and it is a direct result of the original sin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a good example of that is Judas, uh, where in, in John chapter 13, Jesus says to Judas, what you are about to do, meaning betray him, do it quickly. All right, so that sounds like Jesus is encouraging Judas to sin. But before this, it says that Satan had entered or taken control of Judas. Betraying Jesus was not an idea that Jesus gave Judas. Rather, Judas, Judas had been angry, disappointed, resentful towards Jesus for some time. Right. Yeah, and, and to also, not to get too much off on a rabbit trail, we don't want to do that, but in that, in that Satan had taken control of Judas doesn't make Judas an unwilling participant. Mm -hmm. It's not that Satan had any control over his mind or his thoughts that Judas didn't already give him. Mm -hmm. And and so it, it is it is Judas was already headed this way, entertaining things of evil and and therefore opened up a door to mm -hmm. Satan and allowed him in. Satan doesn't have that authority. Uh, and he doesn't have the same power as God, and we need to recognize mm -hmm. that. But when we open up that door, we give way to things that... Right, right. That, and that's what Pharaoh did. Yeah, that's that's kind of a, a theme that, that we're looking at today in a couple of our questions, is simply the fact that sin begins in our own minds. When we entertain sinful thoughts, that opens the door for Satan, therefore, to, to act through us. Um you know, Judas already had the idea of betraying Jesus in his mind. And so Jesus was simply affirming what Judas was already thinking. And Satan took it and ran with it. Right. And, you know, that is such a warning for us in that, we, you know, we we hear the phrase, you're, you're entertaining angels unaware. Mm -hmm. I think we need to be extremely sensitive to the doors that we open uh, with regard to, you know, opening up things for, for demons and for Satan to come in. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, one of the, one of the things that comes right to mind that I'm always getting on about is, is stuff like Ouija boards and, and ghosts and things like that. When we entertain that kind of stuff and we start going down that road and we think those things are real and we start pursuing that, you're pursuing demonic things and you're opening up a door to them that you just don't, you're not, you're not realizing what you're doing and it's just better to leave that door and that window shut and right. not open up to that. And, and we do that in so many different ways. We Astrology, need to be yes. horoscope, all of those things. All of those things. And, mm -hmm. you know, we think of the... The obvious sins, and it's like, no, you, you need to be careful of what you're getting into looking for stuff. So that sort of leads us into our, you know, thinking of, of, of some of those things into the, into the next question we had. Mm -hmm. And that related to uh, when Moses is going to Pharaoh, and he does the signs, and uh, Pharaoh's magicians replicate those signs. Mm -hmm. What's up with that? Does that mean that, uh, you know, they had the same power as God? And the, the short answer to that is no, they didn't. And so let's, let's look at that. That's in Exodus 7, mm -hmm. uh, verses 8 through 13 is, is where that story is found. And as you look at that story, 
and, and you see what happens. So, so uh, they throw Moses throws the the, uh, the the staff on the ground, right? And it, it turns into a snake. Well, then they replicate that and, and do that. Mm-hmm. Throw and, their staffs down, and they they turn into a snake. Mm-hmm. But then Moses' staff swallow or snake swallows up theirs. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at that and you, you understand that they're using trickery, illusion, and demonic power, and theirs never solved the problem. So like they've got these plagues going on, everybody's miserable, and their their tricks, their little miracles yeah. or things like that. They are also not, yeah, yeah, they also replicate uh, the frogs. You know, when when uh, Moses calls frogs out, it says the then the, the magicians called more frogs out. And then with the, the gnats, it says, and they created gnats. So, yeah, they're just adding to the problem that's already there. Yeah, they can never heal the problem. They, mm-hmm. they never undo what, what God is doing. They just mm-hmm. add to it. They're, they're, they're using trickery, illusion, things like that. But we see this all throughout the, the, the scriptures in different areas where these things happen. But they never have the authority over God and, and his power. Mm-hmm. And God always has the upper hand, and and it shows us really where Satan fits. You know, I talked about that the other day when we're when we're thinking about uh, good and evil, and we we imagine the the fight, the the spiritual battle. We imagine it on the same playing field, on the same level, and it's nowhere near that. Satan can't even get near the the level and the authority that God has. And when we realize that God is in us, mm-hmm. and when we think of ourselves as being victorious and and conquering, we are on, you know, we have God in us. We have that authority over Satan and that power and that when we speak the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, not in our name, not in, not in our strength, but in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, we cast him out and we put him in his place. That's right. And we we need to recognize that and, and understand that. And Moses did the things that he did in God's name with the power of God. God was doing those things through Moses. And Satan and his minions there were not going to be any threat. Yeah, that that that's one of those things we have to come back to is that God is sovereign. He knows what's going to happen. He knows how it's going to happen. And so... Um, he may allow sin to prosper for a while, but he is in ultimate authority over it. And the, the, the final thing to, to point out there is we focus on the miracles. And, you know, we, we need to be careful with that. We really need to be careful with, you know, well, we want to see a miracle. We want to see this miracle. And we want to see these things happen. And that's how we believe. And and we need to be careful with that because first and foremost god's already done the greatest miracle the one that matters most of all and that is salvation that is victory over the grave our eternal uh we are our our sins have been our debt has been paid Mm -hmm. and and we have the hope of eternal life that is the greatest miracle that could ever be done and the fact that that god uh, through his son and through the death and the resurrection of jesus we have the hope of eternal life. There's there's no miracle that for us that matters more than that. Mm-hmm. And we these little temporal things that we want to see yeah. 
that that we think are are you know just so wonderful it's like stop and realize who's behind it what the message is and that our greatest joy our greatest hope has has already been accomplished we just need to live into that and tell others about that and and recognize what the greatest miracle really is and not look past it not look beyond it mm-hmm. but to to live in it and live live to it and and to tell others about it yeah so when i say that wow it was a miracle that the chiefs came back in the last 13 seconds <laughs> what i'm really doing is i'm diminishing what really is miraculous and what really is amazing about god absolutely and, and god does do miracles every day he the fact mm-hmm. you know the fact that he interacts in our life is a miracle mm-hmm. we are we say it all the time but it's so true we're so unworthy uh, unworthy excuse me of of having one so holy and so awesome in our life but that's his love and his grace that mm-hmm. he does that and it's a miracle the fact that he answers prayer at all that mm-hmm. we have the privilege to go to him in prayer these are are miracles of god that we are allowed to do that great gifts and he does miracles every day he interacts mm-hmm. and answers prayer and heals and and does those things but my point is that we don't we don't miss out on the greatest miracle right and right. and that we're not dependent upon the miracles for our for our ability to believe and have faith yeah and and looping back to that hardening of the heart for just a second the, the key we have to remember here is that even if a, god allows pharaoh's heart to be hardened so that he could bring about the the exodus the the salvation of the hebrew people God doesn't cause him to sin, and God doesn't want Pharaoh to go to hell. Because, yes. you know, we are reminded that God does not want anyone to go to hell. Well, in, in evidence of that is the fact that he kept giving him an opportunity. Mm-hmm. He gave him several opportunities to right. do the right thing. Right. And so, no, he doesn't, he doesn't want, you know, he's, he doesn't want that any would perish. But, but every one of us has that potential to have our hearts hardened if we entertain sin if we drift farther and farther away from god it it, you know it says our conscience will become calloused we'll lose the ability to to hear the voice of god if we continue in our sin but god is right there drawing us back you know calling for us to return home and it says the moment we call out to him. He is quick to forgive us. Amen. And what a mighty, what a mighty, loving, generous, gracious God. We 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 can't say that enough. Mm-hmm. That that we serve and that loves us and loves us first. Oh yeah. Loves us first, and that you know again going to the mir- to the miraculous power of God, is that He breaks through that that natural sin and. And that natural tendency of ours to get our attention and, mm-hmm. and to call to us so that we would know that we need him, to know that we can turn to him and, and seek that forgiveness and that, right, and that right. salvation. What an awesome God. Psalm fifty-one seventeen says this. It, it just puts it beautifully. A broken and repentant heart God will not despise. So right. he's looking for us 
to admit that that we're messed up and that we need him and as soon as we make that admission man he's right there to, to help us and to cleanse us and to empower us for service absolutely and earlier in that psalm is where it says create in me a clean mm-hmm. heart and and that's that beauty of god is that he comes in and he cleanses and he creates that newness within us and he does what is impossible for us to ever do on our own or that's any right. any power on earth any of these things that Satan and his minions try to recreate. They cannot recreate the mm-hmm. cleansing, transforming power of God Amen. and His Holy Spirit. They Amen. cannot do what God can do, mm-hmm. and that's that's the miracle of God. How awesome He is! So, we're glad you're tuning in with us and continue to submit questions. You can submit those online or here in person on Sunday. Looking forward to continuing our series this week on praying the Scriptures as we look at. Thy kingdom come and what that looks like and Mm. how we find that in the scriptures and how we pray that in the scriptures. So I hope you'll continue to tune in with us. We sure love being with you. As always, I end everything with you by telling you God loves you so very much. And I want you to know that right where you're at. If you need to hear that today, that someone loves you, know that we love you, but also more than anything, God loves you. And there isn't anything that you've done or could do that would take that away. And uh, that he, uh, he wants you to know him uh, mm-hmm. so very intimately. God loves you. Have an awesome day.